So tonight we are going to have a little night of remembrance. We are going to, uh, we're not going to start a new series yet, and we're not going to, um, we're not going to, uh, to recap what we've done really, but we are going to talk a little bit about, not a little bit, a lot about what in the world do we do? Like, why are we here? What's the point? What's the purpose? And we're going to remember some of the stuff that we maybe talked about at the very, very, very beginning of the year, and maybe some stuff that you might have forgotten, and maybe some stuff you've never even heard. So um, tonight is called Remember for that reason. We're going to try to remember some stuff. So um, because of that, it makes you, or it wants you, it begs the question for you to ask, what's the point of everything that we're doing? I mean, what's the point of us coming here at Revolution um, what's the point of you standing there and singing? What's the point of us having small groups? I mean, what's the point? I mean, and then you get more specific, and we have more questions of, of things specific to here. And it's like, okay, well, why do we have revolution? Um, okay, well, that's cool. We, what about, what, why do we have uh, small groups at the end of revolution? Why do we do that? Why do we even go into them? Um, why, why, do we, why do we have these things called growth groups? It's going to pop up, I promise. Any minute now. Growth groups. Why do, why do we have those? Um, why do we have uh, serving opportunities? What's the point in that? Why, have you ever, why do you hear me say serve in children's ministry? What's the point of that? Why do we do that? Um, and so here's the deal. Here's the purpose. Here's the goal of student ministries. And it's actually the exact same goal as the entire church. And it's this, lead students on a life-changing journey to follow Jesus Christ. The end. That is the purpose of what we do here overall. The whole reason we do everything that we do is for you to start on a journey with Jesus Christ. Anybody show of hands in here heard of, of that guy? A few of you have heard of Jesus. Okay, nice. You can put your hands down. Um, so the whole reason we do this is for you to start to walk with him, to, to be on this journey with him. And when we say journey, we're talking about life. Like you are going through life with Jesus. You don't just leave him here at church. You don't just leave him um, in, your, in your Bible, in your room. You like walk through life with him. And that's the whole reason that we do the things we do. That's the whole reason we have church, is to do that. Oh, is that mine? Thank you, Parker. Such a nice man. Um, if y'all don't know this about Parker, it, at Rush, we, uh, we had a little dance competition, and he got to, he, we had different, like, types of dances that you could do, and Parker was the lucky one to draw ballet, and he actually did ballet in front of everybody. It was, was it driving? It was driving, sorry, my bad. Um, it was driving, and he, he was competing for an iPad, and he lost, but it was only because he gave it up to the lady because he's chivalrous and a gentleman. So, a little plug to you, Parker, there. Um, so, leading students, which is you, to life-changing journey to follow Jesus Christ. Now, where did we get that? Where, where did that come from? We got it from the Bible, of all places. Anybody ever read that show of hands? All right, sweet, put them down. Um, we got it straight from the Bible in this book called Matthew, which is in the Bible. Matthew's one of the Gospels. It's the very first book of the New, anybody? Testament, yes. It's the first book of the New Testament. And in the third, 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 not third, the 11th chapter of Matthew, 
we see this story, and it's actually Jesus who's come to this town to teach people. He did that a lot in the Bible. We'll read about Jesus coming to towns and teaching people. But, and the reason it was good to listen to Jesus was because he was also God, which is kind of this cool thing that he had, where he was a person, but he was also God. And so he was at this town, he was teaching, but there was a, a guy that was in prison at the same time named John the Baptist. Show of hands, who's heard of John the Baptist? few of you, okay, you can put your hands down. This guy, in case you don't know who John the Baptist is, he was a guy who didn't dress very nicely, he didn't, probably didn't smell very good, he lived out in the wilderness, he would baptize people, he would tell people that the Messiah is coming to repent, to get ready, repent means to like get rid of the junk in your life, get rid of the sin, and so he was like preparing the way for Jesus, and so he's locked up in prison right now because of that message. Because of the things he's been saying about God, he's been locked up. But he's got these guys that listen to him and follow him called his disciples. Anybody ever heard of disciples? A few of you? Okay, nice. Now, these aren't Jesus' 12 disciples, which are the more famous ones that you've probably heard about. John the Baptist actually had his own disciples that hung out with him. And he sent them out and he said, hey, go see if this Jesus guy is the Messiah that I've been talking about. If he's the one we've been waiting for. And so they go and they, they ask him, they talk to him. They, they find Jesus and talk to him. And Jesus is like, listen, go back and tell John, yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy. I'm the one. It's me. And he sends him back off. And then he turns to all these people and he starts talking about John the Baptist a little bit. And how, how awesome of a dude he is. How, how cool of a prophet he is. The prophet's a mouthpiece for God who kind of talks for God. And so he is telling these people about John, but then he stops talking about that, and he starts to just teach them. And he goes into this one part at the very end of chapter 11. And this is what I'm going to throw on the screen for you. I'm going to have a hard time reading it. Put on my glasses real quick. Okay. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, in chapter 11, verses 29 through 30, this is what it says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Now, before we read anymore, know that once Jesus came into this town, that a bunch of sick, blind, deaf, injured people start coming to Jesus. And you you might say, why, Brad? To which I would say, because he has been healing people like that. And so sick people come to him. And so what's one of the things he says? He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So all you people who are struggling, you're having a lot of issues, a lot of difficult things going on. Come to me, follow me, and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, let's hit the pause button again. Yoke. Is he talking about eggs here? Is he talking about huefos? Spanish for eggs. Um, no, this isn't the, the, the yellow stuff in an egg. This is not the yolk, that kind of a yolk. The yolk that he's talking about here, have you ever seen two um, horsies um, hooked up to like a buggy? And they have this big like, looks like two, like, a, like, a, like the McDonald's arches kind of over their shoulders, kind of over their neck. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of links them together. You know what I'm talking about right now? Okay, that thing that links them together is called the yoke, okay? It's, uh, it's also sometimes you just put it on a bull and you let the bull kind of 
take, take, the, take the plow or whatever. Um, but it's the thing that you put on two like horses to link them up. And so this yoke that he's talking about, that's what it is. It's this thing that you put on you. And if you're not, if you don't have the same yoke going on, if you have two different yokes, it's messed up, which is why you'll hear people say you should be equally yoked with your girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, husband, wife type thing. Um, so that's the yoke we're talking about. It's not yellow stuff in an egg. Um, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And the last verse says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when you think of a yoke, typically you don't think of it as easy and as light. Usually, you know, you look at a horse and you see a big yoke on him and you're like, dang, that looks like heavy and not fun and sweaty and ugh. But Jesus is like, listen, the stuff that I would put on you, the yoke, which is just a symbol. It's not like he's literally going to put a horse thing on you or anything. But the stuff that I'm going to put on you, it's a lot lighter than the sin and the stuff that's in the world. That stuff that gets put on you, have you ever just felt weighed down by the world before? Yeah. Felt like stress and grades and boy-girl boy stuff and parents and all that stuff just weighs you down? That is a yoke that's on you. Jesus says, listen, take that off and put my yoke on you. Put the stuff that I care about on you. Put the stuff that I am trying to give you. Put that on you. Because it's light and it's easy. It's not going to weigh you down. It's not going to bog you down. It's not actually going to let you like run and be free and like walk around and not be like, it's so heavy. It's so heavy. You'll be like, yeah, woo, I'm free. Because Jesus' yoke is light. The stuff he puts on us is light. It's easy. It lets us be free. Now, if that makes sense to you, give me a head nod and say, yes, Brad, that makes sense yes, to me. Yes, Brad. Okay, so, world's yoke, heavy. Jesus' yoke is light. Nice, okay. Now, we're going to go on a little middle school journey here, and I'm going to back this up really quick. Derek, there's a little audio clip in this, and I forgot to give you a heads up on this, so I apologize. So, if we can turn this up, we're going to go on this journey together. You guys ready to go on a journey? That was so weak, I can't even believe it. Are you guys ready to go on a journey? <laughs> okay, nice. Now, let's go on a middle school journey together. I hope this works. <laughs> you ready? Okay, here, here we go. The journey starts now. Okay, that's enough. Moving on. Um, I know you want to sing along, but that's okay. You can go sing it later at home. Um, we're going to go on this journey through middle school. What's the stuff that we do? Now, remember, the whole purpose of what we do is for you to be on a journey with who? So, hence the journey with Jesus, which is also going to be the same as journeying through the stuff we do in middle school because we want you to journey with Jesus in middle school. Make sense? Say yes. All right, now. I have a nifty diagram I'm going to show you guys. I'm still wearing these glasses. Um, okay, you ready for the nifty diagram? Here we go. There's an arrow. We're moving forward. 
Because Jesus' yoke is light, we're moving quickly, rapidly. You with me? Okay, very first stop on the Jesus journey is this. Revolution. Or evolution, that's not right. Um, It's getting cut off. Uh, It says revolution, I promise. Um, And here's, here's the deal with revolution, okay? It's all about the love. Now, if you've ever wondered why we have a heart, if you've ever wondered uh, what's that is, what that's about, you can see these verses right up here on the screen up above. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is the place where you start to get that. At least I hope that's what you start to get here. You start to understand that there's a God that loves you like crazy. And he's asking you to love him because he loves you. And so... Loving God should be a huge part of what we do here. And it is a huge part of what we do here. Whether you do it or not, it's kind of in your court there. But that's what we're here for, is to get the whole loving God down together, to understand that he loves us. And we love God through worship. We love God through getting together and singing songs like this. We love God by praying, by talking to him. And so revolution is all about the love, and in the journey of that, it's, it's starting to take baby steps with Jesus. Baby steps. So revolution is the first step in starting to, to, to journey with Jesus a little bit, with some baby steps, with loving him, him loving us back. We're starting to, we're starting to walk. Baby steps. And you can, sw- you can get your swagger into it if you want, you know, whatever. Whatever, you can get into it. And so that's what revolution is all about. Now, I wanted to say a little something about revolution because there's some of you, I think, that have lost sight of this. There are some people that aren't in here right now, middle school students, 6th, 7th, 8th grade students, just like you, that aren't in here right now, and it's because of some of you that are in here right now. Here's what I mean by that. Some students won't come because of how some of you treat this because some of you will talk or you'll disrespect somebody or you'll you'll be disrespectful to a leader or you'll be making fun of somebody while something else is going on and you have literally turned somebody away from coming here because they don't want to be a part of that and that makes me sad I can't tell you how sad that makes me I don't want to ever see anybody leave because of somebody in here being either disrespectful or making fun of them or just talking the whole time. That should never be a reason somebody doesn't come. And so I wanted to let some of you know that because don't, I don't think you realize that, some of you. And so when we say don't talk during this and during that, we're doing it, one, because what we're doing up here is more important than what you're talking about out there. But number two is because other people can't hear what's going on. And if they can't hear what's going on, then... They won't come. So that's just a reminder to some of you guys to stay focused on what's going on up here because we want everybody to be here so they can hear that there's a God that loves them. And so we can hopefully start to help them understand how to love God back. And so don't, don't you ever be the reason that somebody's not here because of the way that you treat this. Because the reality is God is here with us right now. And when you're being disrespectful, it's like saying, you know, God, I don't care what you're doing in here right now. And that's just not going to be cool. So just remember that, okay? 
that sometimes the way we act in here can affect somebody else that you might not even know. And they might not even come back because of the way that you act. And so this whole first baby steps, this whole loving, it's all about, you know, us starting to get that. Some of you in here have been taking these baby steps for a while. You've kind of known that there's a God that loves you. You've been loving him back for a while. You've been taking these baby steps for a while. Some of you in here have not started walking with Jesus at all, which is fine. We want you to be here. Some of you have started to take baby steps, and then you stopped, and you're just kind of standing right now. You're not really loving God. You know he's there. You know he loves you, but you're not really trying to love him back at all. You've accepted him. You've accepted Jesus before, but you've never, you kind of stopped moving past that. But the goal is to be taking these baby steps towards Jesus, with Jesus. Loving him, letting him love you, experiencing God's love and loving him back. And so once you've been taking baby steps for a while, the goal would be for you to start taking some bigger steps, right? I mean, if you take baby steps forever, you're not going to go very far. But if you start taking bigger strides, you're going to go a little bit further. And that's why we have growth groups. Now, you've heard me talk about these before. A lot of you aren't actually in one, and you've never checked one out before. But the deal with growth groups is they are all about growing. They're all about you growing and knowing who God is. Like you learn more about who he is. Like when I say Trinity, you actually know what that means, and it's not just a name. It's not a name from the matrix. It's like you know what that means about God. And so in growth groups is where we learn stuff like that. Like what's the Trinity? Why do we get together as a church? Why do we pray? How do we talk to people about God? We're doing some right now about how to study your Bible. Like how do you actually do that for yourself? Um, One is on the Old Testament. What is that all about? It's pretty long and boring, seems like. What is it about though? Because there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, And then there's another one on following Jesus. What does that look like to actually follow him, live like him, and to do this stuff we're talking about? And so the whole reason we do these growth groups is like, okay, we're going past baby steps, and we're going into walking now. We're full-on walking. I mean, you can throw in the Oprah Power Walk if you want, burn some cows, you know what I'm saying? And so growth groups is all about going deeper, it's growing, it's understanding more about who this God is that loves you like crazy. Because if you come to Revolution, you realize, okay, there's a God that loves me, awesome. But sometimes we don't go a whole lot deeper than that here. And you need to go a little bit deeper. And so if you sign up for one of these growth groups that happen on Sunday morning, guess what you get to do? You get to go deeper in understanding some of this stuff. And so now you're starting to walk. So some of you who have been coming to Revolution for a real long time, you've understood that there's a God that loves you for a real long time. This is me walking, by the way, with Jesus. Um, You need to take this next step and get into a growth group. And then once you've done that, you've started to learn more about who God is. You've started to learn more about what he's asking you to do. Then you move on to the next step, which would be serving. You actually start to do some of the stuff you've been reading about. You start to do some of the stuff you've been hearing in here and in your growth group. Some of the stuff that Jesus did. You start to actually go do that stuff. Like loving your neighbor as yourself. Go do it. Telling people about Jesus. Go do that. 
Because that's what he's asking us to do. And so you've gone from baby steps to walking to guess what you're doing now. You're running. You're running with Jesus now. You see what I'm saying? My pants are falling down. You're running. Because you've taken these steps to grow, and now you're actually got enough information to, like, do some stuff with it. What I like to say is you get to be dangerous at this point because you know stuff. So if I was to say, okay, Jesus wants you to know who he is, to know that he loves you. Uh, He wants you to love him back. He wants you to love the people around you. He gave us an example of how to do that with how he lived. Now go out and do it. This would be where you did that. This would be where you go into children's ministry and you hang out with little kids and you just serve them. Little kids need people to serve them because they can't do stuff because they're all small. So they need people like you. Maybe not some of you sixth graders because you're not big enough yet. Just kidding. I love you. Um, They need all of you to help them out. Now there's other things you can do other than serving in children's ministry. You could like go and help with Kaya on the weekends, which is a ministry that goes out into underprivileged communities. You could go to Warehouse of Hope and help give out food to people who, who need it. You could go on a thing called a mission trip, and we're going on one in spring break, and you can put all this stuff that you've heard and you can put it into practice. You can give up a whole week and serve and share. And so if you've ever been in the atrium and you've looked up at those big metal words and seen love, grow, serve, share, and you've ever wondered what that's about, wonder no more, because this is what it is. It's the whole idea of walking with Jesus, and these are kind of some steps that you take to do that. And so if you're a student in here, which you are, then the goal for you is to start walking with Jesus. And the way we hopefully are trying to help you do that is with this stuff. Revolution, growth groups, and asking you to go serve, go on mission trips, come here on Sunday morning and helping with the babies, all that stuff helps you walk with Jesus and look more like him in the stuff that you're doing. And so this journey is full of different things to do. And here's the deal. If you're not doing one of these things, I'm not saying you're not walking with Jesus. If you're not going to a growth group, I'm not saying you don't know anything about God. If you don't go serve, hopefully you're serving somewhere because God called all of us to serve somewhere. But if you're not helping in children's ministry, I'm not saying you're not serving. But the idea is to do something like this, and this is what we've set up to try to help you do it. And there's a lot of you in here that aren't trying to, to, to really go any further with Jesus. You've kind of gone to a certain place, and you're kind of okay with that. You're like, I'm not going to really go any further. But Jesus is asking for everything. And in return, he's giving you his yoke, which is really easy and light, so that you can like, be free to go live And the way Jesus has asked you to live is way better than the world is is calling you to. Way better than the the things the world's asking you to live for. And really, it's better than the things a lot of us choose to live for. If it's not him. And so here's the journey. And again, the whole goal is, let's go back to the goal, because we got to remember the goal is... To lead students on a life-changing journey to follow Jesus Christ. That's us, all of us. You could put 
students out and you can put people in, which is what the Westridge one says. And really all of us, the goal is for all of us to be on a life-changing journey with Jesus Christ. And so we just saw the little journey path, the little diagram, which was really neat and cool. And we see all the different things that we're supposed to do or that we can do to go further in that. Revolution, growth groups, serving, mission trips, things like that. Which is cool. With this being the goal, experience a life-changing journey with Jesus. And so here's the thing with that. God hasn't changed. Like God, Jesus, they're both the same. God is Jesus. Jesus is God. They're the same. Like they haven't changed. God is still asking you to follow him. Jesus is still calling you to him. He's saying, look, my yoke is easy, dude. Just put it on you. I know you don't talk about yokes anymore, so maybe I'll say something else. Put, uh, just put, put my, um, my like, coat on you or put my, my will on you. Put my burdens on you. It's way lighter than everything else. Just put me on you. How about that? Put me on you, not in a weird way. Like I'll just jump on your shoulders or something. It's way better than letting the world jump on your back. It's way better than letting Satan jump on you. Hey, over there. Shh. And so God hasn't changed. Jesus hasn't changed. He's still like making himself available. And he's making himself available through Jesus. But all this is determined on something. And specifically, it's, it's kind of dependent on, on someone. Since God hasn't changed... Jesus hasn't changed. He's still asking you to follow him. Guess who it's kind of dependent on? It's on you. It's on me. What am I going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? It's like, cool, okay, they've set up some things in this middle school ministry that can kind of help me know who Jesus is better and follow him better. Jesus is asking me to follow him more. And he's not changing, like he's still asking for that. It's all kind of dependent on if I'm willing to follow him. And it's dependent on if you want to follow him. Now he could make you, he could be like, listen, I'm God, I'm going to make you follow Jesus. Because it's better for you. But he doesn't. He's like, listen, I love them so much, I'm going to let them either make a really dumb decision or a really good decision. And I've given them all the tools, I've given them everything they need to make this decision. And I hope they pick the right one, I hope they follow me. So it's dependent on you, it's dependent on me. Because God has made himself available through Jesus. That is like the best news ever, I don't know if y'all really realize that or not, but when you hear like the good news, somebody's gonna tell you the good news. Like the good news, the best news ever, is that Jesus has made a way for us to know who God is. Like now. Like we can know God now. And then when we're done here on earth, we get to know God forever. Like, do you know how long forever is? It's like forever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't end. And so, because of Jesus, we get to know God now and forever. And so, he's made a way for us to do that. So why would we not want to follow Jesus? 
He's living the way God intended for us to live. He's living the way that's better for us to live. So if we're walking with him, we're living the right way. We're living the best way possible. We just have to start walking with him. We have to actually decide, hey, um, I see Jesus walking that way. I should probably go that way too. Because he's made a way for us to know God. But you actually have to start to choose. You have to choose to start to make that walk, to make that journey, to start taking steps towards who God is. You've got to start to walk. I mean, you actually have to start to do it. And there's a lot of you in here who have stopped walking. You've stopped taking baby steps. You've stopped running. You've stopped, you've stopped any kind of movement with Jesus. You've kind of stopped. Maybe you've just stopped moving totally and you're just kind of standing still. You're not really doing anything bad, but you're not really doing anything good. Some of you might have started walking the other way. Like, I'll catch up, Jesus. I'm going to go this way for a sec. <laughs> and you go off and you do something nutty, and it winds up hurting you or somebody else. And so you have to choose to start to walk with Jesus and to follow him. And so the question I want to end with and ask you and have you think about is this. Are you walking with Jesus? Are you walking away from him? Are you working towards what he's called you to? Are you walking towards the way he's asked you to live? Are you experiencing this love that God has for you, this awesome grace this forgiveness, are you experiencing that and walking with Jesus? Are you saying, eh, I'm going to walk this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go my own route. I'm going to go this way, over here. And you're walking away. Because like I said earlier, Jesus hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. He's still waiting right here just with open arms saying, listen. I'm still calling you to follow me. You could be walking that way forever, and I could still be saying, come on, come back, follow me, come back to me, follow me. I love you more than anything over there loves you. Come back here. Let's walk together through life. I'm telling you, it's way better than you going in in, in this thing alone. Come with me. And Jesus is still calling to you. He's still saying, come on, let's go together. Let's go together. Come with me this way. And I know there's a lot of us in here who are going the other way. You're saying, uh, I'll come to revolution, but that's as far as I'll go. When Jesus is saying, no, that, don't just come to revolution. Like, come all the way with me. Like, let's go and experience life for real. And you can do that now. You don't have to wait till college. You don't have to wait till you are 30. Start now. Jesus is asking you to come with him now. So tonight, before you go into your small groups, before you even sing another song, before you do anything, I want you to ask that question. Are you walking with Jesus or are you walking away from him? Because that's a question that changes everything. If you're walking away from him, do you realize what you're missing? 
I mean, don't, I'm not even talking about the ways that that might hurt you, the things that that might do to your life. Forget even talking about that. Just do you even realize what you're missing? Jesus is what you're missing. He is the best thing ever. Ever. He loves you more than anyone ever. And he accepts you all of the time. And he's calling you to something bigger and something better. And he's always calling you to that. You just have to choose to come with him and walk with him. You don't have to go through life alone. You don't have to go away from God. You can walk right to God with Jesus, you too, but going through life. And you can know God forever. Forever.